Before we get into the interview today with Daphna Nissenbaum from TIPA, I just want to let everyone know most of these podcasts that I do are recorded six, sometimes eight weeks before they release. And this particular podcast is important to note that because this was recorded in September of this year, and Daphna is in Tel Aviv in Israel. During the episode, we also discuss her time serving in the Israeli Navy. And obviously, during the interview, we don't speak anything about the terrorist attacks from Hamas on October 7th. And so I just want everyone to know that this was recorded prior to that date. We were not obviously ignoring uh, what is currently happening in Israel. Um, I did reach out and ask if it was still okay for me to release the episode and got the approval. Uh, so please you know, enjoy learning about the compostable films that TIPA has. Please reach out to, uh, to Daphna if you have any questions or the team at TIPA. I'm sure they're happy to answer. But I felt like this was important to note. Imagine a world without waste. Imagine if you can make products and packaging right every time. It's possible with the help of SpecRite, the first cloud-based platform for specification data management. You can track and report on material usage year over year, run LCAs with the click of a button, and comply with new packaging regulations like EPR and the UK plastics tax. Go to specrite.com backslash sustainability to learn more. Hey, thanks, Laura. Everybody, please also go check out Spectrite's podcast, Beyond the Shelf with Laura Foti, F-O-T-I. It's a wonderful podcast, again, about packaging. There's so many cool content creators out there, and Laura is certainly one of them. Also, we'd love to have you come and check out the Specrite Packaging Specifications Summit in Austin, Texas, January of 2024. I will be there along with Corey Connors, host of Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors, and Avelio Matos, host of Packaging Unboxed podcast. Laura will be there. There's so many folks who are there in the packaging industry. It is a tremendous, tremendous time and a great place. Again, all these links will be down in the show notes, including joining myself, Corey, and Avelio every single Monday morning on LinkedIn and on YouTube for Packaging Today. We break down the news, but we also have fun, tell jokes. Uh, we enjoy each other. It's a building and blossoming community there of packaging people. And everyone is a packaging person. Everyone is a packaging buyer. And everybody is welcome on the Packaging Today show. Again, click the link. You can get notified on it on LinkedIn or on YouTube. And the packaging community continues to grow with my next guest. Let's get right to the interview. Hey, everybody. I am excited to be joined today. Um, all the way from uh, outside of Tel Aviv in Israel, I'm joined by Daphna Nissenbaum. Daphna is the CEO and co-founder of TIPA, and we may even be joined by another special guest, uh, Emmanuel, her daughter. So uh, that would be that would be a fun surprise as we uh, you know continue to. We, we found out before the call that we both have five children, which is exciting. And uh, I certainly know being a parent and and working, and especially being a parent. I'm sure for you and, and being a CEO and a co-founder of this innovative, cool, exciting company has its own unique set of challenges. So I appreciate you taking some time and coming on the People of Packaging podcast. It's exciting. 
Thank you. Thank you for having me. Very, very exciting. Awesome. So as, as is our custom here, this is the people of packaging. And so we start with the person because behind all packaging is, uh, is, is a person and is people and, and behind businesses that we, we have people that make an impact. And so I want to hear from you, you know, who, who are you and how did you get, how did you get started in packaging or how did this idea for TIPA come up? Um, just, you know, give us a little bit of the backstory. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah, so actually, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a packaging person. I'm a software engineer. I, I was grown up and educated as a software engineer. I had a career in, uh, in, in this industry and then other industries like financial uh, markets industry, et cetera, et cetera. But around kind of um, 10, 12 years ago, I had discussions uh, with my children around um, the plastic bottles they used to take to school or other packages. And, uh, and I thought to myself, uh, hearing all the problems and the challenges with packages and with plastic specifically, that there must be a different solution, must be a different way to, to pack food. And I went out jogging, and uh, the first thing that came to my mind when I was kind of searching for a solution was an apple. Because if I ate an apple and, and then I throw the residuals to the waste bin, it just disintegrates and biodegrades by itself. And that's actually nature creation. So, you know, thinking about it, nature also packs. Nature packs the oranges, the bananas, the nuts, etc., etc. And nature does it with uh, actually packs with compostable packaging, a package that just turn it, turns into a fertilizer, into compost after after we consume, post-consumption, post-consuming the, 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 the food that was packed. And I thought to myself, well, well, this is the right thing to go. This is the right way to go. Let's do it. I just didn't know it's going to be that challenging. But, you know, I'm glad to say that 10 years after we have the technology in our hands that actually emulates nature, packing food with compostable packaging, a package that plus consumption goes into the organic waste stream, decomposes, disintegrates, decomposes, and goes and fully goes back to nature uh, as, as a new resource and creates a new resource, which is the fertilizer. So, you know, I can say that um, as a company, when we started working on a solution, our goal is to solve the massive problem of the end of life of packages because we use, you know, you use tons of packages every day. But at the end of the day, the package actually stays stays here forever. And you know, we know today that every piece of plastic that not was manufactured in the last uh, uh, 50, 60 years is still here surrounding us. So, we focus at the end of life of the package. So we do only compostable packages, only compostable solutions, because compostable packaging or compostable materials decompose within up to six months. So after six months, the package is gone or it's in a new form of mm -hmm. compost. And so that's what we do. We okay. focus on solving the end of life, invented, compostable, flexible uh, packaging solutions that emulate nature creation, but at the same time, emulate conventional plastic. But I'm excited to get into the second part, but I had some questions on the first part. So the 
you have a transition from, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's a lot more complex than, well, I was a software engineer, I saw some plastic, and I decided to start a company. So maybe walk us through that journey. You said, you know, you're the co-founder. And so, you, you know, how, how did you go about from idea of we have to do something about this to execution? Um, and I'm sure there was even just a lot of iterations on the front end. Where are we going to go? How are we going to solve this? Maybe let's take a step back into the 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 beginning. Were were you an entrepreneur as a software engineer? You know how how did how did you go from I see a problem and I I think that I can actually I think I can solve it, and I think I can solve it through you know looking into nature. These are these are big awesome ideas, but yeah. what was it about the idea that made you go? I, I we we can get this done, and I and I'm going to go find some people who can help me out with it. So, um, you know, first of all, um, you know, I believe that that great ideas can come through. So, you know, I learned a lot about that, and then um, sometimes people that don't come from the specific industry can solve problems from 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 the industry. Agreed. Because we see things differently, or we don't know all the hurdles. That's maybe the main thing. We don't know what's going to stop us. Um, and and that was that was one of the things. The other thing is, you know, as a software engineer, you know, as and as I served in the Israeli Navy, and you know, studied the, a lot there. There's no no as an answer. So uh, there's a solution to everything. Uh, and sometimes you bang your head in the wall, but still, you know, passing this wall. So um, um, so, so that's the journey. Um, a lot of courage, a lot of believing in the way, and people who believe in you. And, um, you know, always I always say that my life changed from the first dollar I took from the first investor because I knew I had to return the money. So... That's also part of the, part of this journey. Um, I did not compromise on people. Uh, we did take and and recruited and and work with the best people in the in the market. Looked for professional people. Um, um, raised money again and again uh, to bring this solution. It 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 was not easy. It's a long, it's a long journey. Not like software. Nothing like software. Um, but you know, um, eventually, it's enthusiasm and the belief that things can be done. Sure. And and then with a group of group of people that uh, actually uh, works on a solution and brings it to reality. One of my favorite quotes is, "If you want to go fast, uh, go alone. If you want to go far, go with others." And yes. you know, I think you really hit it. You 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 hit the nail on the head there with not compromising on people. I love that. Um, before the call, we were I was saying how it seems as though more and more there's there's so much innovation in the in not just packaging but also in in software and, and in other industries from this you know from Israel, which is not a not a not a giant country. It's you know it's a country that certainly has has you know uh, won't get into all of the all of the socio political ramifications, yes. but you know it's it's certainly um, been been at the forefront of a lot of different um, things on global economics. But it was interesting because you said 
you said that you know you served in the with the Israeli Navy, and I believe you'll know this better than I do, but there is a a kind of a call to service. Is that correct for for most Israelis or all Israelis? All Israelis. Yeah. All Israelis. Um, I I would be curious. Do you think that there is any kind of connection between that idea of because you said like I served in the Navy. And I was a software engineer, but like, no was not an answer. It was just, we had to go find the solution. Does, does that, does that connection sort of help create this, this fertile soil for innovation of like, we see problems and we're, we're a, we're a, a people who just says like, we want to go out and we want to solve problems and we're going to keep going until, until it's solved. Is that just sort of part of the you know, how, how, how you were raised and, and part of the culture there. It seems really compelling to me that I keep getting requests from like all this rad stuff happening in printing and packaging from Israel. And I'm like, something's going on there that seems really cool. Yeah. Yeah, you got a point. Uh, definitely, um, definitely there's a strong connection between the way that we were raised here, relatively young country, you know, coming from a disaster into a new, a new area. Uh, we have to learn to walk by ourselves and, and grow by ourselves. And uh, definitely, def definitely, there's a solution. There's a solution between the army and the and the, and the young people and the innovation here. Um, and 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 definitely, I see it. I know it on myself as mm -hmm. well. It's part of the education that, that I went through. Um, and you know, as a very as a very young person, you have to get a responsibility. High very high responsibility being part of everyone serves in army, women and men and women. Uh, so yeah, definitely, definitely that's part that's part of who we are as a country, as individuals in this country. And that's the way we were raised and um, and that, that's our day to day life here. Yeah. So yeah. Pushes yeah, us to the to, to ages yeah. to the edges. Yeah. And I'm sure it creates, you know, obviously a, a shared a shared common experience between everybody when when you get going and when stuff gets tough as i know it it certainly is in business you talk about raising capital you talk about innovating you know it's it's a it's it's a tough journey um and it seems like you have you have this incredible background as uh you know just in in the tech industry as a mother of five kids as you know serving in the in the israeli navy and now you're here solving one of the biggest problems of our day which is what do we do with a growing population, uh, how do we feed a growing population without leaving uh, a big impact and a, and a big stain on our earth? And so uh, I wanna get into the solution that you have you know, probably arrived at today, but I'm sure just knowing a little bit about you now, you're continuing to, you, you won't just stop at, okay, what we have right now is, is it and we're done. Um, I'm sure there's still just, you, you'll keep pushing, right? Um, so let's yeah. talk about where where is Tipa today? Uh, you know, I know a little bit about it's there's there's a home composting certification and industrial composting certification. Is it all flexible packaging for the most part? Yeah, we do only flexibles. Um, yes, they are both industrially and uh, and home compost uh, certifications. Um, we ma we make sure that all our solutions are home compostable. So. There's, there's a way not to be relying on infrastructure. Um, and, 
and and definitely we you know we develop more and more and more solutions recently last year or this year actually we launched our barrier film which um, you know barrier it's actually um uh, it means that providing oxygen and water vapor to come in and out from the package and that's important for for delicate products or not even so delicate coffees uh, snacks granolas etc etc and and for a longer shelf life uh, so we launched this family of films this year so we continue working on innovation constantly and uh, while um, while launching our products today we have presence in uh, in, uh, in three continents in australia in europe and north america in australia and uh, in north america relatively new teams um but definitely we see markets uh, here here in north america and there in australia um so so yeah so we 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 bring it we bring a new idea of compostable flexible packaging we don't just bring an asset of materials which is the innovation but also all the surrounding around it that is needed in order to launch a package which means how the materials work we work on existing plastic machinery right so there's no need to change machinery but how to work on existing machinery down materials, how to process the materials, how to pack the goods, what is the shelf life, how to test this and that, all the certificates that are needed for compost claim for compostability. What is the graphics that is allowed on the package and and the, and, and the claims? So it's a full solution mm-hmm. because we're not just talking about a different shape of a product. We're talking about different materials, and that's significant. Um, so we ensure the brand that we work with, uh, that we score the process from end to end, um, and and this is this is important. This is important for in order to grow the industry. Yeah, I mean, change is hard, right? It's uh, yeah. I I often talk about this with uh, when it comes to to change, whether it's a material or a process or a you know, a, a piece of software, like in your tech stack, whatever it might be, uh, change is difficult for people. You know, like I, I know, I know how to eat better. I know how to exercise. I, I know what to do, but I don't do it. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't maximize my, my nutrition and I don't maximize my, my workout. I still work out. I still eat relatively well, but I know that I can always do better. People know what it is that they can do better. It's just that getting motivated to change. So I think you've probably learned that lesson in preparing them to say, actually, we're trying to make change as easy as possible. We want it to work on your current film uh, equipment. We want it to have the same or or approximately close to the same barrier properties that you currently have. Uh, you know, we want it to have. It's got to be for direct food contact. It's got it, like I'm sure that you had to walk through all of those because people you just kept finding excuses to not switch over to it. Um, and I would even imagine that there are you know there there are still. I'm sure like cost considerations, because as you're innovating yeah. um, and you're going up to compete against against film that's already been in the market for decades, it, and w- I'm sure I'm sure that's another barrier um, to overcome. So uh, how I guess I'd be curious then 
as you're coming into, you said you're in the US, you're in the EU, um, you're in Australia, are you manufacturing film in those particular markets or are you distributing, are you, you know, selling film into those markets or both? No, we, we manufacture locally. Um, there's, there's no, there's no logic behind, you know, transferring goods from continent to continent. So we made sure we can work with a conventional plastic extrusion machinery and, and, and packing machinery. Uh, and therefore we can manufacture everywhere. And, uh, and, and we, we, we chose not to have our own facilities. So we partner with existing partners in the market and that enables us to local, to manufacture locally. So we've been manufacturing in Europe in the last five years or so, recently in, uh, in Australia and, and, uh, and last year in North America as well. Has it been? And we just announced. Go ahead. We just announced in North America, so we, we have partnership with partnered with um, with CNG, uh, one of the biggest manufacturers and strongest, uh, one of the strongest manufacturers in North America, and um, they extrude our, they they extrude Tita's films. That's and cool. We work together. We work together on offering to the market. Congratulations! That's huge. I I know that. I'm sure that Thank took you. a lot of work. Um, did you find, so I know in, I believe in, Aust in Australia and in the EU, they have home composting certifications and testing and processes. Has that been more difficult to, to get in North America with, I think it's the D6400 or something like that? Um, has yeah. that. So walk me through the, what the certification process is like, because that's the that's the biggest question I get is, you know, everyone everyone wants to avoid greenwashing. And I even say I think that the manufacturers don't want to be caught greenwashing. Nobody really wants to. It's just sometimes it happens. And, and so I know that these certifications provide a way for for a company like TIPA to say we are not. We have gone through the process. We've been third party certified for home composting. And therefore, we don't have to rely on the industrial composting infrastructure to catch up. You can do you can do this thing in your own home if you'd like to. Uh, how has that process been? Most of most of the audience is here in North America. About seventy percent of the listeners are here in North America. The rest is spread out across the world. So tell the listeners here in the, in North America what how how has that process been for getting certified here? So actually. Um... The, the European uh, certificate is acceptable in North America because there's no home compost. You're right. The BP, there's no BPI. Do not. Uh, um, um, you, you, we cannot apply with BPI on home compostability. Okay. Uh, but 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 the European Institute certificates are acceptable in North America. Got it. Okay. Uh, I I had heard, and I, that's why I wasn't quite sure if BPI. I'd heard that they were working on a home. Composting yes, certification so. test, but I hadn't heard if it had come out yet or not. So it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, yeah. Europe and and the United States are on sort of the same. What is that? Lot longitudinal lines, latitude. What's whatever the ones that go around the globe are. <laughs> We're, <laughs> uh, you yeah. know, from from an environmental standpoint, we probably have similar, uh, similar weather yeah. and things like that. So that would make sense. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Very good. Um. Well, that's cool. So 
how how do people what what is how do people interact with Tipa? Do they typically go through a flexible packaging converter who is buying your film? Um, do you work with brands and then say, hey, this is our this is our film. These are the properties, and we'll help you go find a converter. What does that look like for you from a go to market standpoint? So a good question. Actually, the, those two options are valuable. Uh, we either work with converters who serve their, their client base. Uh, so a client can go to his or her converter and ask for compostable uh, solutions. And then the converter approaches us. Uh, and the other way is that we work directly with brands. And the brand wants to go compostable, let's say, on one of the products or, or services or, or several products. Um, and then we offer, you know, we offer them match material to whatever they use today. Uh, and we also uh, can provide service with one of the converters that we work with. Um, so it can go both ways. I mean, a converter can approach us or a brand and then, we give, you know, we work full service from uh, with the brand. Gotcha. That makes sense. Providing, yeah. What has so been... we have a network, uh, a network of converters that we work with. Yeah, you know, already good. work with them, already work with our materials, etc. Was that difficult uh, getting finding converters to run the material? Because I I know that there's just a, at least I believe I've never actually I I've I've seen a few samples of uh, of your uh, material. I want to say it was at Westpac in Anaheim that I met with some folks, but I could be wrong. Um, but I remember seeing some some film, but I've never like run it through or seen it run through a uh, you know a printing press or a converting press. Was there any issues with the the change in material makeup from a traditional um, polymer based plastic to yours that you had to make some adjustments for to say okay these are going to run and print close as close to identical as possible? Was there iteration during that process? Well, it wasn't the development phase, but once we launched the product, that's it. The product runs exactly as, a, as any other material. Sometimes there's, there's a need to adjust temperature, but that's it. And of course, changing uh, inks, but that's uh, that's from a different reason. So, uh, um, so no, there's no, we, we, you know, we we follow the process and uh, we want to make sure it goes as smooth as can be on existing supply chain, existing manufacturing chain. Um, and uh, and so we have the knowledge and we ask for the process and it goes smoothly. So the barrier is not there. Got it. That's great. Uh, and you know, I mean, going all the way back to the beginning, you're you're an engineer, right? You 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 know how much can be solved early on when you have the right process and the right people, and, right. and that makes it so much smoother on the back end. So it's it's cool that you've thought about all this. You've kind of, like you said, you've, uh, you've sort of removed, you've removed the barriers and you've added the, you know, you just, you just launched barriers in, in your film. Yes. Um, yes. So that's, that's exciting. Uh, well, Daphne, we're here at the end of our interview and our time together. So uh, it's, um, I'm, again, I just continue to be amazed at the people that I get to meet and the companies, the, the cool and innovative stuff that that's, that's coming and, um, and I would, I would love to kind of walk some people through how is it if they're a brand, if they're a designer, if they're a, a buyer of packaging and, and they're listening to this and they're like, 
wait, a compostable, flexible film that is going to, is going to run smooth. It's going to have my barrier properties. Uh, I, I need this. Like we need this. How do I get in touch with, with you or how do I get in touch with folks at TIFA? What's the best way for them to reach out? So we have a, we have a team in North America, uh, which uh, if you go to uh, corpcom um, you, you'll, you'll get there, you'll see, uh, you'll see our team. You can actually send us an email through the, through the website and uh, we'll get in touch with you. And uh, there's a team that we'll be happy to discuss with anyone who wants to learn more or, or take further steps. Um, be glad to work with anyone who yeah. wants to go this direction. I love it. And, and the cool thing is that I think you're just getting started. You know, I mean, it's been a long journey already, but I'm sure it feels like there's commercial viability. There's There's been some commercial success. I'm sure people can go get case studies and request samples and, you know, do all the testing that they want to there. So um, I'm, I'm super excited for you. Everyone go to tipa-corp.com or just click on the show notes. We'll have that website down there um, if you want to learn more. I've also got some folks I'm connected with. Um, over at TIPA, I'll make sure to put their LinkedIn profile links in the show notes as well. Uh, so you don't have to write this stuff down. You can just click buttons, which is what we want to do, right? It's like the Amazon service of podcasts. I'll just, you just click it and then, you know, you're, you're right where you need to be. Uh, well, Daphna, I, I appreciate you so much. Thanks for all that you're doing for the world. Thanks for what you're doing for the world of packaging, um, you know, Thanks for uh, introducing me to your wonderful daughter before the before the show. Um, and I look forward to meeting with you in person sometime. Uh, I, like I said, I, I, I absolutely one hundred percent am, am going to be. I'm going to say in the next twenty four months, I'm going to make a trip to Israel because there's so many cool people, <laughs> so much great innovation happening there. I've heard it, it there's just there's no there's no more excuses other than time and money which are limited <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um but I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'll be waiting for you in Israel. Uh, make sure you let me know before you come. So of course. Uh, <laughs> so we can get together. Great. Thank you so much. Yep. Hey, congrats. You made it to the end of the podcast. If you're looking for more great podcast material in the packaging industry, please check out Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors and the newly redesigned Package Unboxed with Avelio Matos. Go find them wherever you listened to this podcast. Thanks, everybody.